Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 108 of the 167 podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Look at that. You have such a good voice. I have a good face for radio. <laughs> you have a face for radio. It's going... Um, <clears throat> it's going. I, yeah. 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 So... <laughs> Um, you got if, a lot going on this week. Well, yeah. If you were if you were there, if if you heard the message on Sunday, this past Sunday, um, <clears throat> then you may know that I we moved this weekend and had a little stomach bug. Visited the Patterson family and um, various other little things. So and moving's really expensive. So I'm in this place of I'm really just trying to unpack and get settled. I don't feel very settled right now. Yeah. <clears throat> And I, and I want to be. So, mm. you know, but these are all very, very, like, tiny things. These are first world problems. So, yeah, yeah. not complaining. I have joy. I have peace. Um, Do you have a piece of joy? <clears throat> I got a piece of joy, yes. I'm looking forward to uh, this Sunday and the the porch music service that we're having. Yep, it's yep, going to be yep. really good. I was just looking at the set list with you and Justin. Yep. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. I just, I always look forward to this service very much. Um, what about you? Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, I, I don't know. This, like, this week is, like, not really fun for me. Like, this five-day span. Yes, like after your birthday or leading up to the... Just ten days before Christmas, basically. Gotcha. You, you, it's kind of like your last push to do everything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, are you talking about at work? Or are you talking about in your life? Life. Okay. <laughs> so, like, there's so much. Yes. The th- yeah, there's so much stuff to do, <clears throat> and then after, like this week, it's like I'm not going to get to it, so everything else is on the back burner. Yep. So yep. this week is kind of like I'm scrambling to get as much stuff as I can before the before mm-hmm. Sunday. Not necessarily to make the church service happen. That's already well in hand and we've gotten that planned out. But just everything I've got going on like presents and stuff like that, this week is mm-hmm. like the like <laughs> week. <laughs> and then after Sunday it's like, nah, I'll get to it later. I didn't ask you this last week. Um so you have a December birthday. Yes. And it's early in December, mm-hmm. but it's December still December. Yeah, yeah. So is it, do people ever do the whole, hey, here's for your birthday and Christmas? Like, did you have that happen when you were younger? My parents were very, like, quick to call people out on that crap uh-huh. because it's not fair, you know? Okay. Because, well, I feel really bad because I just texted my nephew and I was like, hey, send in something your way. It's for your birthday and Christmas and yeah. it's going to be there Thursday. Well, the ca- But it's double of what he wanted. Okay. So that's, is the, that ca- okay? that's the caveat. Okay. Okay. So, like, <clears throat> let's say everyone has, like, a budget for, like, kids birthdays and Mm -hmm. stuff one dollar yep and christmas right Mm -hmm. so let's say you let's say you have a this nephew Mm -hmm. and you're gonna your budget is 20 for birthday and 20 for christmas right do you go 20 and i'll just put birthday and christmas no or do you or see that's the difference i would make it yeah it's it's not the people that do a combined gift Mm -hmm. if if they (laughs) think about it as it being two separate instances yeah but it's i'm gonna save money no, that's not fair. Yeah, and see that'd that... be like, um, that'd be like someone saying, "Well, Shannon, your birthday is in early September, and this is for your birthday and Christmas." Yeah, I'm like no. Yeah, so like that wouldn't make sense if your birthday was in July, right? Yeah, right. So, mm. 
the fact that December people get that kind of cop out is my mom was very conscious yeah. of it Good. and and called people out on it. Yeah. So we recorded last week's episode. Take before your birthday, even though yeah. the episode came out. Yeah. Did you have a good birthday? I did. Awesome. Communi- Y'all did charcuterie. We did charcuterie for a community group. Excellent. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. And mm-hmm. then um, the the girls woke me up with a birthday present. And, and it was good. And, and Kara is fantastic at making, for someone that tries not to make a big deal about things like I do, mm-hmm. Kara does a good job of making me feel special because even though I act like I don't want it, sometimes I do. Of course. You right. Know? Right. So. Yeah. She picks up on that, and she, and she does a really good no. job. Good job. Good job, Kara. Good job. Um, <clears throat> what else we want to talk about before we jump into today? I, wanna, I wanted to zero in, actually, on the, the Advent reading in our reading plan that is for the day that we're recording this, because mm-hmm. um, it's just really good out of Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, anything else we want to touch on? Well, I want to make a confession. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if you have done this. But I fell off the Advent reading within the last week. Well, I I did have about a four-day span where I was yeah. not good, and it was when I wasn't feeling good, and we were moving. Yeah. So I tried to catch back up. So yeah. actually, and I, I was wrong. The reading is for Thursday when the podcast goes out that yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about today. Yeah. But anyway. So I just want to say, like, hey, <laughs> I fell off the wagon, mm-hmm. and I got back on, and I'm reading Get it back again. on there. Yeah. Get back so, on there. Yeah. If you missed a couple days, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just start where we are. Yeah. It's cool. It's all good. Yep. It's all good. Um, <clears throat> I feel like there was something else I was going to say, and I can't remember now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, we've been spending the last couple of weeks talking about this Advent reading yes. uh, plan that we have made available to the, the porch. And um, <clears throat> today I want us to look in on Jeremiah 33. So, yes. I, I thought... Uh, Josh, if you would read the verses 14 through 18, and then we'll spend a little time talking about it. Um, Yeah, so go for it. Jeremiah 33, 14 through 18. The time is coming, God's decree, when I will keep the promise I made to the families of Israel and Judah. When that time comes, I will make a fresh and true shoot sprout from the tree of David. He will run this country honestly and fairly. He will set things right. That's when Judah will be secure and Jerusalem will live in safety. The motto for the city will be God has set things right for us. God has made it clear that there will always be a descendant of David ruling the people of Israel and that there will always be Levitical priests on hand to offer burnt offerings, present grain off present grain offerings and carry on the sacrificial worship in my honor. Okay, that's from the message by the way. You probably picked up on that as yeah, you're reading yeah. it. Um, but I, I liked how it was written, so well, I just and, threw it in there. And just reading this, I like how it uh, is talking about stuff that uh, Isaiah was talking about yes. in his readings and yes. his writings. Yep, yep. So you really, um, you can't read the, this prophecy from Jeremiah about, um, as it says in the message, the true shoot sprout, um, but a lot of the versions that many of us have and read are, it talks about a righteous branch, Um or the branch that springs up. And you can't read that without knowing that this is um, a, a messianic prophecy. Yeah, right. This is talking about if if something's going to be a sprout or shoot out of the line of David, <clears throat> then this is a this is a messianic prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is a really theologically sound way of, of viewing this um, 
prophecy, reading this passage. Um, it's worth noting, however, though, that the circumstances in which this prophecy was first spoken and heard are really, really important. Um, so it's not certain like a thousand percent, but it's likely that this particular section of this prophecy of Jeremiah was added on later because these verses, verses 14 through 26, are not in the uh, Septuagint. Um, in that the original text, Septuagint. That, yeah, the the <laughs> the original, like the Jewish Bible. Okay. Okay. Um, it so in its current in its literary context, the promises are spoken there. So they know it was written later or mm-hmm. added in a little bit later, but it speaks to um, a, a very direct dire situation. So, in the time of uh, Jeremiah. The armies of Nebuchadnezzar, he, who was the king of Babylon. And the giant pickle and veggie tails. Is it, I never saw veggie tails. Is that, is that who Nebuchadnezzar yeah, was? Yeah, it was a giant was, pickle okay. and he ran a factory. Well, you know, you got to watch out for the giant pickles that run factories because <laughs> they're always, they're just mean. So, so King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, he's the king of Babylon, all right, which you go, okay, whatever. But they are advancing on Jerusalem. And what we know uh, from verses 4 and 5 of, of this chapter, I encourage you all to go and read all of Jeremiah 33, <clears throat> um, is that pretty soon the streets of Jerusalem are going to be just filled with dead people, the corpses of people. Um, and we know that the prophet Jeremiah is actually um, imprisoned. And so all this is going on. But the worst has not yet happened, but we know all this is like, it's inevitable that this is coming. And so any reasonable person can see that the city where Jeremiah is, it's doomed. And so many of his prophecies of judgment from God have landed him in, that have landed him in prison are now coming true. Mm -hmm. So you got to be very wary of this. And you're like, oh. And so now in the middle of the catastrophe that's going on, Finally, finally, the prophet speaks some words that have promise instead of doom attached to them. Um, because basically it's like if Jeremiah says it, it's going to happen. And so far it's all been doom and gloom. But now comes some promise. Um, now in chapter 32, something weird kind of happens. Um, this is the prophet Jeremiah. And he so he's been just saying, we're doomed that we're, we're going to be stomped. We're going to be killed. It's just going to be horrible, you know, on and on and on. Like people really did not want to hear from Jeremiah. Right. Let's just point that out there. Mm-hmm. But in chapter 32, he does something interesting. Um, he purchases a piece of land in this land that is doomed. Um, if you've been prophesying that the country that you're in is going to be invaded by conquering armies and destroying you and killing your people and all this. I mean, it's really, I was just reading about this this morning too, but it'd be like investing in like FTX or cryptocurrency right now. Yeah. NFTs. Um, Yeah. You just don't, no, no, don't do that. Like, unless God told you to don't do it. But Jeremiah bought land in a place that he had been prophesying was going to be destroyed. What does that mean? He probably got it for a cheap rate. (laughs) Well, he purchases this land as a pledge, as a statement of God's promise to redeem, which is what uh, verse 15 says. Um, Now, this is um, uh, 
this is what it says. For this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, someday, someday, people will again own property here in this land and will buy and sell houses and vineyards and fields. So in the midst of this impending doom, there's a sign of hope that's enacted. And, and he is actually carrying it out. You don't often have a prophet who also does something as like a, a witness. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Yeah. I was and, about to say, I was like, it's very weird to have a prophet even mm-hmm. in that. I was more leaning towards in the act of a prophet buying something. Right. Because usually you think about like John the Baptist being like in the wilderness oh, and like he, he eating cockroaches and stuff. Grasshopper. Grasshopper, sorry. Bull. But but like you don't think of a prophet having enough yeah. money to buy yeah. land. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he right now he's the first documented flipper. <laughs> I like it. It's like I like it. It's like he's talking about Detroit. Mm-hmm. If only <laughs> If um, only TLC had been there to get a a special. Get, get a special on that. That'd be good. So in the middle of all this doom, right, hope is showing up. And so in chapter 33, which is our main focus today, Jeremiah speaks of this, of not destruction, but actually restoration. Now, restoration doesn't happen unless something's been destroyed. But right. he's saying there is going to be a restoration. There is going, what was craziness, there will be a normalcy, you know. I was saying I don't feel settled. Jeremiah is saying, I know you I know all this is gonna happen. This this is from the Lord, this will occur, but this will settle. This mm-hmm. everyday life, normalcy with God will return. Because here I want to read to you verse ten and eleven of chapter thirty three of Jeremiah. Uh, this is from the message. It says, Yes, God's message. You're going to look at this place, these empty and desolate towns of Judah and streets of Jerusalem, and say a wasteland, unlivable, not even a dog could live here. But the time is coming when you're going to hear laughter and celebration, marriage festivities, people exclaiming, thank God of the angel armies, he's so good, his love never quits, as they bring thank offerings into God's temple. I'll restore everything that was lost in this land. I want to repeat that part. Because remember, this is an Advent reading. Yeah. We're looking at an Old Testament prophecy. We're looking at a particular prophet. Most of them were a lot of doom and gloom who's now bringing this word of promise. And the prophet of God, Jeremiah, is saying he's, he's, he's sharing the words that God's given him. So this isn't Jeremiah speaking it. God says, I will restore everything that was lost in this land. I'll make everything as good as new. I, God, say so. So this is an advent prophecy. Mm -hmm. This is what Advent's about. This is about God making right what was wrong. What was destroyed. Not not anything that he made wrong. He's not fixing his mistake. Right. right? He's fixing our mistake. Yeah. He's restoring what we have destroyed. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So in this passage, Jeremiah, he's not only speaking of, of restoration of like daily life, right? Even though that's pretty big. Um, but also a restoration that goes back to that whole, um, that sprout shoot, you know, image. Um, you know, it's kind of like when you, when you have something that's alive and you like, you cut it off and then you see a new shoot grow out of it, you know? Mm. So he's also talking, this prophecy is about the restoration 
of the Davidic line, the 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 line of David, the family of David. Um, this is God's favor. So this righteous branch will sprout from the line of David. Um, you look in uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. It's another verse uh, mm-hmm. passage yeah. that, we, you know, a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. So that's imagery that, that people knew. Yeah. I don't remember which version that is. Um, <clears throat> what, one question I've, I've had mm-hmm. with that is why did they use the term stump? Mm. Jesse, yeah. Instead of the line or tree or you know something, mm-hmm. that that that's not necessarily for this conversation. Yeah. But that that's that, given. That is something I was curious about. Well, I think it's when you show. I, I to me that is that is the imagery of the line has been cut, but now it's going to be restored. Mm. A stump. Yeah, that I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that because that, that there's that image of hope, that unexpected joy. There's that new life springing up from what looks like a dead stump. It's mm-hmm. just it's done. Yeah. And you know one of the the tragedies that occurred with the um, Babylonian you know imprisonment, you know oppression, uh, exile of of God's people was that the line of David ended for it for a time but but for them in that time it just ended they didn't know so it's it's over for nearly 400 years a descendant of david had occupied the throne of judah and god had promised he had promised that that would always be but then it appears that it's no more Mm -hmm. right so that promise god made was in second samuel second samuel and and psalm 89 um so the Babylonians, they destroyed David's city. They burned Solomon's temple. They took David's heirs into exile. And so the promises of God seem to have come to an end. Does that sound familiar to an Easter story? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Like that whole three-day window. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, I thought that you were coming to be this new this king. I thought you were the Savior, the Messiah, but it doesn't appear so. So to a people who have been devastated by loss repeatedly, Jeremiah's prophecy offers this little glimmer of hope. Verse 14 again uh, that Josh read, The time is coming, God's decree, when I will keep the promise I made to the families of Israel and Judah. So even though everything seems lost, God is still faithful. So the house of David might be cut down Mm -hmm. for a time, Mm -hmm. But God is able to bring life out of death. It's what he does. Right. And a branch will sprout. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. And I might have the wrong prophet here, but like... I mix them up all the time. Weren't, it's okay. weren't these things happening because they'd screwed up again already? Yes. Yes. Like, it's not like everything mm-hmm. was going hunky-dory mm-hmm. and then Jeremiah's like... Mm-hmm. God's going to blow all this up. Yeah, yeah. Every time you have a prophet on the scene, it's because there has been a disobedience. There's been a disconnect from God, of God's people from God. Yeah. Um, and you can trace it back always to sin, whether mm-hmm. it's a sin of a leader or sin of the people or a mixture of both. So, yeah, it, this was a mess, and it wasn't, you know, kind of how I... I've mentioned several times, like God's not sitting up there with a giant chessboard and decides to thump over 
a piece. You know, yeah. the, the tribe of Judah or, the tri- you know, Israel, he, um, this was the working of the people, mm-hmm. the free will people making yeah. bad choices. So, um, and he's <clears> got to <throat> clean up our mess again. <laughs> yeah, right. So when you talk about this, the line of David, historically, um, it didn't return, the, the, the line of David didn't return, did not return to an actual man-made throne, which is what a lot of people were expecting. Right. We know that mm-hmm. in, the, in the, the Easter account, the Lenten account, yep. all that. So when we read passages like this and the, the parallel in Jeremiah 25, <clears throat> they were in time interpreted to be speaking about like the coming ideal ruler, the Messiah. Right. And um, th- this is this is certainly the reason that this passage is one of the readings for Advent because a lot of people, I mean, you could go, what, no, this is about people aren't doing right and they need, but this is this is Advent. Yep. People need a savior. The the it appears that there is no way, but God makes a way. <clears throat> and and this is this whole. Um, the descendant of David will will bring about justice and righteousness in the land. That this is uh, this is the expectation we have in Advent. Like you you mentioned last week, Josh, about how I think it was last week, maybe the week before, about how you'd never really keyed in on um, Advent also being about the second coming. Yeah, and um, that's that's exactly what this language mm-hmm. is about. I mean, because it doesn't nowhere in here does it say. And a sweet little baby will be born in a manger, which is still part of the story. But no, it's talking about the Messiah, Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, who's come to to bring us all back, you know, mm-hmm. to restore us. Um, so and then the, the good news for Advent is is that, OK, when Jeremiah gives this prophecy, he's talking to God's people who at the time were these chosen people. You could trace them by a lineage right. to them. And when now this is finally being fulfilled and lived out in, in like real time, then it's not just for Judah or just for Jerusalem or Israel. It's for the entire world mm-hmm. that this is happening. So this is a word of promise. It's a word of hope, all in this. And so here's what I think about, like even today in 2022, these words are read in a time when a lot of people are experiencing loss, loss of job or security, your home or, um, you know, people, the people in their life that are, you know, marriages, relationships, all this. It is a very real thing that people feel this disconnect and they've, they've believed and they've trusted in the promises of God. Of course, anytime we find that, I don't know, calamity is upon us. Mm-hmm. We've got to make sure that we are first and foremost examining ourselves and okay. going, okay, God, what, what have I do? done, right? Um, and and making sure that we're not just going, why did God do this to me? And instead going, what did I do to God? You know, like, mm-hmm. what did I do to hurt our relationship? Mm-hmm. I think that's always really important. Yeah, it, it's a, <clears throat> uh, it all, there was, uh, my youth pastor at the time would kind of, not preached on this mess, the message, but the topic that you're talking about, mm-hmm. about what did I do, not what did God do. Yeah. He always he would always show the clip of um, like Bruce Almighty 
like mm-hmm. leading up to when he meets Morgan Freeman. Yep. And everything is God's fault, and he's not <laughs> taking ownership of anything. Yeah. And it's so obvious, yeah. like there, because it's it's animated and it's Jim Carrey and it's so, like, full and yeah. and loud. But then you go, oh, oh. I'm doing that, just yeah. not as yep. verbose. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So okay, Jeremiah has these prophecies of you know armies coming in invading and taking over you know they're they're coming they're on the horizon you know prepare we don't really have we don't have that happening not in north america anyway um but a lot of people can still relate (laughs) to the fear and the hopelessness of jeremiah's original audience like people understand that and so these words of promise and hope must be heard in all of their promise and their power a righteous branch will spring up. It is a word of hope, it, and it's not a naive hope. Jeremiah is a prophet who's been imprisoned by his own government because he keeps prophesying doom. But here we go. A righteous branch will spring up. Maybe mm-hmm. so, but but that, that saving act of God is not readily apparent in Jeremiah's or Judah's current situation. When, he's, right. when he speaks this, it's not obvious. Mm-hmm. He's not like any second now. And then look, there he is. No, this was so long before. Um, but there's the hope that comes, and that, that's the power. So the same proclamation is, is really given to us today. And we are... In many ways, Josh, like as believers, as followers of Christ, we kind of carry on the task of a of a prophet in many ways. Yeah. Not that we want to preach doom and gloom, but that no, there is a savior, there is a Messiah, and um, you can come to him and you could and it can look like everything is over, or you might be tempted to blame God for everything. But but there is a promise, there is a hope, and it's found in Jesus Christ. This is why this is an Advent reading. Mm-hmm. There is hope in darkness. There is hope in tragedy. Um, there is promise even when it seems that it's a dead stump and nothing can come from it. God can spring forth. Always, always, always. Mm. So that's this calling that we have to speak a word of hope and promise in yeah. our lives. And to live that out. And not only speak it, but, well, first and foremost, we need to live it. Yeah. We need to recognize it for ourselves, mm-hmm. um, even when things are not the best. Um, you know, I'm kind of sitting here right now going, uh, you know, I kind of opened up with, oh, things are horrible, but they're really not. Like I said, no. first world problems. It's no. not a thing. It's We both did. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like our hope is found in Jesus Christ. So, But we're talking about stuff <clears throat> we're dealing with right. more so on, on a, have we asked God to to handle those oh yeah yeah you know yeah. i haven't yeah i mean and some things like you don't even think about mm-hmm. you know there there are things that we don't ever think about taking to god yes you know and, yeah and it's it's so funny like how stupid are we <laughs> we're pretty dumb you know we're pretty dumb we can be pretty pretty dumb so in this season of um of advent um we of course, I want to speak words of hope. That's kind of my job. But but I also encourage <laughs> I, I kind of but I also encourage the listener to be people who speak words of hope because there's a lot of people who are hopeless right now. Mm. I mean, you know, this time of year, it's it's hard on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's um, financially, relationally, 
Um, you know, it's the, the whole seasonal affective disorder, even though, you know, it's like 70 degrees here, there's just something, it's getting darker earlier. There's like, there's a lot of variables that I think really affect people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've, I've cried twice this morning already. Mm. Um, because, and this really isn't, I mean, it's kind of, so my mom's birthday is the same as yours, December 7th. So, and she passed away in November of 2015. Um, and so this time of year is always a little, you know, emotional. Um, but then on top of that, in the move, I was cleaning out a desk drawer the other day, and it's the drawer where all the cards and letters and stuff have, you know, I've, got, I've received through the years. Mm-hmm. And I've just found so many that were from my mom, and whether it was to me or to Mallory. Because um, Mallory was four when my mom passed away. And I was just overcome with wow. grief today. Um just overcome with grief and I and several times during this move I thought um how much my mom would love the house that we're living in because it has so much character and it's a cool house and um and she had a very similar type house that she lived in um and so I just you know it's this I don't know why I went down this tangent but you know, this time of year is a it's an emotional and spiritual thing. I I heard from a couple of different people. I ran into three different people at Target yesterday. Um, <laughs> Probably two, when you didn't want to run into two people. of which, you know, I was I was I was prepared. Uh, two of which were like that message that you preached on Sunday, Shannon, was for me directly. And I was like, okay, well, I just talked to someone. Else for, no, I didn't say that. Um, Sorry, they've already claimed it. Yeah, but they were both, and it was like I I was assuming that I, w- I was placing all of my criteria for joy on mm-hmm. on something else other than on on who god is mm. and then i received a couple of different texts and stuff and one of them was from someone who lost a very dear family member um and just saying that this christmas season is just it just really stinks mm-hmm. and um that they they need they needed to be encouraged about that joy so mm. It's just this time. So we need to be people who speak words of hope, who speak words of joy, even in our own lives when we're, maybe we're struggling as well. But but it, the struggle does not negate the promise. Mm-hmm. The struggle that you and I deal with does not negate God's promise. Right. Just because we struggle doesn't mean that he's not faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it doesn't mean that we are the ones that are unfaithful. It might just be the circumstances of life. Mm-hmm. God is still showing up his he has that that branch that shoot came out of what seemed to be nothing and his name is jesus christ and he is our savior he is the lord he is the king of kings and he has come to make things right with us personally but Mm -hmm. also with the world like and and i mean like to restore everything Mm -hmm. and yeah and and you're talking about speaking and, and hope and joy and then I'm hearing what you're saying, and then I'm also thinking for people that are having those tough times, mm-hmm. you ha- it's a two-way thing because you have to open yourself up to yeah. receive and hope and joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's it's so much easier to, to live into the woe is me mm-hmm. mindset, mm-hmm. especially this time of year. Yep, yep. And, and you have to be, as much as we call people to pour out the love of Jesus, you have to be open to receive yeah the love of jesus yeah from from other people and from god mm-hmm. because if, if you put up so many walls 
you're never going to un- understand it or feel mm-hmm. the love and hope that that comes with Jesus. Yeah. And you know, this was not planned, but it it's it's true. Um for for those who are listening and that's like where you find yourself, you're like, oh, "I know I'm supposed to have this, but I don't. I don't feel it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like you know, saying, oh, God, I'm ready for your joy. Like, I, I just, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things I love about um, music is that it ministers to us in ways that the spoken the spoken word doesn't always. Mm-hmm. And so for the person that's struggling with having the joy and the peace and, the, and to have hope right now, show up Sunday and hear these powerful, powerful, songs of advent and christmas yes and how they are so scripturally sound um and allow those songs to i don't know in in effect be your prayer to be your praise Mm -hmm. um when you don't have the words and and just allow the song to to speak those words for you and and come expectant which is what we do in advent but come Mm -hmm. expectant to receive from god his hope and his peace and his joy and his love. Those are, those are the themes of Advent. You know, and we've been talking about the light of these things, that these things are right. light in the darkness. Um, in, in the midst of darkness, light, this is Advent. In the midst of darkness, light is about to break in. Mm-hmm. Like we are, you know, that that the sun is about to, to rise. And so in the midst of despair, hope just erupts that's mm, the promise yeah. of this after after long long waiting a, a branch will sprout and that's jesus so the complete fulfillment of god's promises has not yet happened in this prophecy of jeremiah but it's coming yes and that's advent faith that's advent hope and the total complete fulfillment of god's promises the second coming of jesus has not happened for us but it's coming and so this is the faith and this is the hope that we have as as a as followers of Jesus. So yeah. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Chapter thirty three. Mm-hmm. Read it. Read those verses. Yeah. Well, yeah. That is I like that whole story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anything else you want to throw in? Hey, uh thanks for the backpacks. Those are going out this week. Yes. So y'all be praying for the families that are represented uh by the backpacks that um we were able to provide this year. Um, so I know that we had a little time of prayer this past Sunday, but, um, if you, in your prayer time, remember the families that are going to be receiving mm-hmm. these later, um, probably Thursday evening and Friday. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's, it, it's not just a backpack. It, it's, no. it's a, it's a soul. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're filled with gifts and words of hope and encouragement. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Josh? Uh, you talked about this Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, 18th at 10.30. Yep. Uh, we're going to have our Christmas Eve service on December 24th. I don't know what day that is. I assume it's Saturday. It's a Saturday. At 3 and 4.30. 3 p.m. Uh, candlelight services. But it's Both daylight. We have complete control of light in the room. <laughs> Haven't you been to church here before? If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have. <laughs> And uh, 3 o'clock, we're providing nursery for families that have the Mm itty-bitties that Mm -hmm. can't really make it through the service. They will be my Um, kids. Yeah. And then uh, 4.30 is we want to make sure that those who care for our kids are also able to attend the service. So 4.30, it's just a free-for-all. 
Yep. But but actually, if you do come 430 and you need a space, you are welcome to take your child to the nursery with you um, for mm-hmm. you, you know, if you need a minute. <laughs> or I should say if they need a minute. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And then Christmas, we won't. Ha- Christmas yep. is on a Sunday this year, so we're not going to have in-person worship. But what, what we are doing is we are recording our Christmas Eve service when it happens, mm-hmm. and we're going to broadcast it for anyone that missed it or wants to watch it again. There you go. At 10.30 on Sunday on Christmas Day, Sunday morning at 10.30. Mm-hmm. I expect you to be up here, Josh, pushing buttons and making it happen. Oh, no. I figured that out <laughs> during COVID, how I don't have to do that. You spent, you spent an Easter up here by yourself? That's You're, the weirdest I'm thing. I'm not going to do Christmas. <laughs> You're going, nope, once is enough. Yep. So, uh, well, um, thank you thank for what you, you do. Yep. And uh, listeners, thank you for being a part of this. And uh, look forward to seeing you uh, this Sunday for our music service and Christmas Eve. And we got some great stuff planned for the new year. I can't believe 2023 is coming. It's so weird. Yeah, it's it, coming. Yeah. It's weird. It's coming. Yep. yep. All right. Thank, thank you, Porch Community. We'll see you guys soon. See you. Bye. Bye.